What is that? Yeah, what is that? What is it? The holder, Riley Dixon, and the kicker, Cole Murphy. Spot is down. The kick by Murphy is up and in. And orange uniforms pour out onto the field. Without Jerry McNamara, we would have won 10 games this year. Taramina steps up, he shoots, he scores! Matt Taramina in overtime! Syracuse wins 2-1. to one. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. The fields make me wanna Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Here is your host. I have a bad feeling about the Brent Axe. Well, welcome back, or welcome aboard, my friend. Either way, so happy you're here on this Tuesday as we head towards Turkey Day. We're here today, we'll be here tomorrow, but then we're off the rest of the week. I'll rejoin you for a little uh, Syracuse football pregame Saturday at Shaughnessy's Irish Pub. The Marriott downtown Syracuse as the Orange get ready to close out the football season against Boston College. We've got that and much more to discuss with our guest who joins us right off the top of the 5 o'clock hour here. He is the athletic director at Syracuse University. Always a pleasure to welcome John Wildhack on the program. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Brent. How are you? I am great. Uh, so where are you right now? Are you in your office? I am in my office, yes. I got That's a cool office, man. John was so uh, <laughs> kind to let me come do a podcast with him there last week. It's got the basketball floor. You got the memorabilia everywhere. I mean, that's uh, you should do tours of that office. I'm telling you, man. You guys can make a few extra bucks doing that. Well, it's pretty cool. And what's neat is we got uh, every sport is represented on the walls uh, by an active student athlete. Very good, which we're going to kind of hit a wide variety of student-athletes here. And I, I wanted to start there because we always discuss football as we should and basketball as we should and kind of those mainstream things. But there was a national championship won by a student-athlete, as you put it, this weekend. We've discussed Justin Knight before. He did Justin Knight things again and has kind of cemented his place as one of the great athletes Syracuse has ever had, frankly. For those who didn't hear, though, well, what did Justin do this past weekend? Well, he won the uh, NCAA championship, cross-country champion. Uh, last year, he finished second. This year, he won it. It was uh, in Louisville, and uh, I was down there for the football game. It went out Saturday morning. Great cast of uh, Syracuse fans. We had the best support of any school in the country by far. And Justin rallied. Um, he was part of the lead four, you know, lead four runners or six runners the entire race. It broke away to a final three in the last kind of 20% of the race. And then, uh, you know, he overtook two runners in Northern Arizona and won it. We're, uh, we're incredibly proud of him. And, and I'll tell you what, Brett, what's really stuck with me is, is after he emerged from the tent post race and he's a rock star when in, in the world across country. And I mean, a rock star, he came out of the tent and he was besieged by autograph seekers and people wanted to take a photo with him. He signed every autograph. He he took every photo. He could not have been more gracious to the fans. I'm going to have to make that trip next time. There's this whole subculture I've never heard of, John. Cross-country groupies and getting autographs. And, you know, <laughs> that's that's a whole thing. And you mentioned all the fans that were there. I mean, I ran a little cross-country back in the day, you know, in, in, in like two years of middle school and high school, and I didn't see that. So I've got to explore this whole subculture of, of cross-country fans. That sounds pretty interesting. It was really, it was really cool. We had a great time, and um, again, great turnout of Syracuse supporters, and uh, you know, Justin made us really proud. And, and besides being a champion, he's such a, 
he's a really, really good person. And I think, you know, we got about 14,000 undergrads on this campus, and you're not going to find a nicer one than Justin. He's humble. Um, he's polite. Um, he's all about, you know, he's all about team. He's, uh, he's a great representative of our, of our university and the community. Pardon me not knowing how this process goes, John, but are we talking Olympics potentially for this kid? Is that a goal of his? Is there a process there that maybe we could see him uh, going to the Olympics someday? No question. And uh, he'll run for Canada because he's from outside of Toronto. I had the chance to meet his parents, and they're wonderful people as well. But he finished ninth in the 5,000-meter world championships uh, this summer, and that's ninth in the world. So the best runners in the world, he finished ninth. So there's no question. Uh, that he has, you know, he has the ability to easily uh, represent uh, Team Canada in the in the Summer Olympics in the, in 2020. John, on to football matters here. You've got a team closing up shop on Saturday against Boston College, and unfortunately, no matter what happens, of course, they will not go to a bowl game and the 15 extra practices and everything that comes with that. Not to mention kind of the the status of hey, look what we did in year two. So what are they playing for on Saturday? What will you be looking for? Well, I think, listen, you know, you, you've got a chance to, to win a game, to win a game against a rival, um, and to, uh, to finish 5-7. and seven. So there's, there's a lot to play for. And I also I, I think and I'm sure that uh, there will be a lot of emotion um, around the senior class. It would be great to send them out with a win. Uh, this senior class, it's, it's a shame. If they won't be able to uh, experience a bowl game is, is a player. But I have great respect, Brent, for this class because they've really helped build the first layer of the foundation of this program. And sometimes building that first layer is the most difficult, and they've, and they've done that. And, you know, you look at the, uh, what they've accomplished here, whether it's Irv Phillips, whether it's Steve Ishmael, the receiving records, you know, Zaire Franklin, only the second three-time captain in 128-year history of the program. Paris Bennett, um, you know, a 100-tackle, 100-plus tackle every year. It's a small class. They've accomplished a lot. Um, I, I hope people will come out and, and support and show their, uh, show their thanks to them. They've represented our university really well. And when we, as we continue to build this program and get better, this group is always going to have a really special place in my heart because they're the ones this year with the culture of the program and the culture of the team that really got it started. On that vein of, of things to play for, you know, if this team does lose and finishes 4-8, and eight, on the surface, that's the same record as last year. Now, anybody that's watched this team for five minutes this year has seen some progress in the competitive games that they had and beating Clemson and some of the, the highlights of the year. But how much tougher will it be for you to convince people things are going the right direction if they have the same record if they do lose on Saturday? Well, I think, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, does it make it a little bit harder if, if, if we don't win on Saturday? Yes, but... Again, if you look at the overall body of work that we've done, you look at the schedule that we played, um, you know, the teams that are going to win eight games that we played are, are numerous. You look at how competitive our division is uh, and how competitive we were, you know, all season, you know, with the exception, obviously, last Saturday in Louisville. I think there's no question that we're a better team. Uh, and we're still a very young team as well. So we have most of our starters returning next year. We've got a number of, of, of kids that we redshirted this year uh, that we think can contribute to the program. So we will have better depth next year. And that's clearly one thing that, that I've learned in two years of witnessing ACC football 
and particularly the schedules that we played last year and this year, is you have to have depth. You've got to be able to go two and three deep. And the drop-off between first and second and third team has to be minimal if you're going to compete at the level that we want to uh, that we want to and expect to get to. Speaking of schedules, you know, depth is important, as we saw at the quarterback position notably, and it looks like there's some depth there with maybe Tommy DeVito stepping in next year after his redshirt year, and you mentioned some of the players that will be coming back, and then there's always the magic of recruiting. But schedule's important, as you found out you know, more than any, frankly, this year. So just to circle back on that, John, you and I have discussed it before, but the plan going forward here, scheduling, you know, next year, Liberty, Maryland, Western Michigan, Holy Cross, or, or pardon me, 2018 is Western Michigan, Wagner, Connecticut, that pre-scheduled game against Notre Dame, those previous schools I listed, 2019, you got a tough one with Wisconsin coming up in 2020. So there's a mix there of name brand teams, which I think you need to do to kind of keep the fans engaged. But I think the fans have said to you, you've heard it, and now you're starting to schedule that a a, a a, a slate that, you know, I don't want to disparage some of these other schools and say easier, but I think manageable is the word, especially when you look at this year as a model of how tough it can be. Well, Brent, I, I think manageable is a good word. We have we're, we have respect for every opponent that we play, and we're not nearly good enough to take anyone for granted, and we don't. Um, and even when we get really good, we won't take anyone for granted, but you've got to try to find the right balance um, where, where you give your team – um, and your coaches, you know, a chance to, to have competitive success. And you look at uh, at our division, star division in the ACC with Clemson, you know, with Florida State, I got it. You know, they're down this year, but that's really because of Francois, you know, being out, you know, getting knocked out for the year in the Alabama game. They still got four stars and five stars all over the roster. You look at Wake Forest, which is likely to win eight games, NC State, which is likely to win eight games. You know, you look at Boston College, uh, you know, they're on a roll now. You know, you look at Louisville, if they beat Kentucky, they'll be 8-4. and four. So our division is the hardest division in college football. I don't think there's any question about that. And then you look at who you play with your crossover games, and this year we played Miami. And all they are is, you know, they're ranked number three in the college football playoff ranking. So you've got to balance the competition in the ACC and I'll use your word again because I think it's a good word, is, is manageable non-conference opponents. John Wildhack is our guest. He is the athletic director at Syracuse University. A couple more here for the QSAD. John, one more football note. I'm sure you saw, you know, Dino Babers had some comments at his press conference yesterday about, you know, managing success and, you know, growing as a program. And he used the word community, but kind of circled back on that today, clarified with me that he meant to say the football family, but I want to ask you, because you think broadly, you think about this as an athletic director that looks at the football program, but the fans and the media and all things considered here. So how do we manage not only success, but you know what, where they're at right now, a little adversity and, and unfortunately not making a bowl game again and trying to avoid the same fate as last year? Well, I think part, part of building a program is, is you know, you're going to experience highs, you're going to experience lows, right? And you know, last year we were four and eight, and, and candidly, there were a number of games that we weren't very competitive in. You know, this year we're four and seven. We've been competitive in every single game except one, and I think that's progress. And when you play a road slate that we did, I mean, that is a daunting task for any team. So, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think we should feel good about the progress. I understand that a win against Clemson it gets everybody excited, and that's human nature. 
And that's, you know, and that's what fans are all about. And we love our fans and we're thankful for our fans, but there'll be, you know, there'll be growing pains in uh, you know, the last, the last few weeks we've experienced those growing pains. They're not pleasant. Nobody likes it, but I do know we'll also learn from this and in the future we'll win more games in November. John, switching to basketball, uh, early thoughts on both the uh, men and women, and the men are certainly in a very busy stretch, beat Oakland last night, Toledo tomorrow, and the next week it really ramps up with uh, Maryland and Kansas on the slate, followed by UConn. Well, I think with all the turnover in both rosters, I finally memorized both rosters. There you go. Uh, Good work. Both teams are incredibly young, uh, but at the same time, you you see them play in – there's there's really uh, there's terrific potential, tremendous potential for both teams. Um, you know, Q's team were probably may obviously lack someone like Brittany or Alexis, you know, a tandem like that. Uh, but we may be a little bit deeper this year um, with our women's team. And again, they're off to a terrific start. You know, the men. Uh, I mean, at one point you know, last night, we're playing a, a front court that's entirely freshmen. Um, so it's you know really really young. You see them learn on the fly, but they're uh, they're getting better. Um, you've got you know leadership, and obviously in Frank Howard and Tyus Battle, both who had terrific terrific games last night. You know Thorpe getting a little bit more comfortable. He's got a you know he's still coming back from the ankle injury. So um, I think early on, I'm uh, you know I'm I'm pleased. Obviously, the both teams have, are undefeated at this point. And I think there's potential for both teams to get, to get better as they get more comfortable and learn how to play with each other, knowing that the ACC schedule for both teams is going to be a, a tremendous challenge. All right, John, due diligence update on the Carrier Dome. Where do we stand there, my friend? <laughs> in, in, in progress. Brent, Thanksgiving due break. Dil- right? Due diligence in progress. It continues. <laughs> So uh, on that note, like, how often do you guys get together and talk about this? Is it just emails? Is it meetings? Is it you know what's like the formal process of getting together and, and doing this due diligence? No, we'll, you know we'll get together with Pete Sal and you know small group you know, periodically, uh-huh. and and there's you know there's as needed there's constant communication. Um, so it's you know I think we've got a really you know we've got a really good communication process set up. We're you know we're very. Uh, we're very accessible um, at any point. Um, it's again, it's a great project to work on. It's it's incredibly complex. I know I've told you that a thousand times, um, but it's uh, it's uh, it's fun and it's and I, I look forward to uh, to the time when we're in a position where we can uh, we, where we can share what our plans will be. All right, I got to get a broadcast nerd question in here. So uh, the other week it was Wild Hack. Costas, Tarico, McDonough. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You're sitting there with three of the most prominent broadcasters in the country, sports-wise, otherwise, and of course, all Syracuse alums. And what an opportunity for students to learn from them. I went to the Bob Costas uh, forum that he did, which was incredible, and it just goes to show you, you know, uh, the resources that broadcast students at Newhouse uh, can, you know, say, hey, mom, when they're home for Thanksgiving this week, and what'd you do? Oh, you know, I was hanging with Costas, and Tariko taught my class, and, and so on and so forth. Well, then you had a fourth in there, and Beth Mowens, who was back yes. as well. The history she's making this year, being the first, you know, female to do regular play-by-play on NFL games, and she's doing a great job. It, it was awesome to have him back. Obviously, I'm the outlier in that group. No question. You got four legends, 
and Bob, Mike, Sean, and Beth, and then me. All right, so I'm you know I'm you're a, the fifth Beatle, fifth there. Yeah, you're the. But we, had a, but we had a great time. We enjoyed the game, and and seriously, what is what's amazing is any broadcasting, any communication school in the country would be extraordinarily proud and rightfully so if one or two of them were graduates of their university. In this case, all four. So it just speaks volumes of what a quality, quality uh, college the Newhouse School of Communications is and the talent that the uh, that Newhouse turns out. John, one last note before we let you go. Uh, everybody's doing Black Friday sales, and that includes Syracuse Athletics. You guys have a cool thing going on Friday for Black Friday, and you have to go to a specific place at a specific time to take advantage of it, but a pretty cool deal. Tell us about it. Yeah, Brett, we actually, it, it starts Thanksgiving night from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. So there's $100 men's basketball season tickets um, and $100 football season tickets for the 2018 season, $25 women's basketball season tickets, and $5 ticket to the football game on Saturday. And then that continues and rolls over into, uh, into Friday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., uh, $250 for men's basketball seasons, $50 for women's, and again, $5 for the football game uh, on Saturday afternoon at 1220. So, you know, we want to get in the holiday spirit. It's a Destiny USA. They're my great partners. So um, I, hope, uh, I hope our fans can get out to a little, get a little, get to, Get a, get ahead on their holiday shopping, and then support our uh, our men's team. Uh, uh, foot, uh, support our football team on uh, on Saturday Saturday afternoon. John, always appreciate your time and your insight. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and I know we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, sir. Brett, thanks, Brent, and happy Thanksgiving to you too. Thank you. That's John Wildhack. He's the athletic director at Syracuse University.